Hey, uh, just wanted to clarify connection. First is the first week is next week. This is still January. Um, but it's all good. Because I actually do that class and I was like, okay, that's okay. I can do it today, but you know. So, um, and I got a couple other things I wanted to just put out there. Uh, 180 Youth is meeting at Burger King this Thursday at 7. And uh, we are getting ready, uh, they don't know this yet, but I'll tell you, we're getting ready for an Easter drama uh, for them to perform on Easter. You probably figured that out when I said that. But. Uh, and we're going to just meet there, I'm going to show you the drama, I'm going to show the students the drama, parents are always welcome. Um, it's it's going to be powerful, it's going to be amazing. Um, and so that's what we're going to start doing on Thursday nights, uh, heading towards Easter, to get that ready. And so we're excited about that. Men's conference, there, I think there's only a couple people that signed up so far. Um, obviously, I'm going to be going to that, but there's a couple. I just want to, it's $59, and it covers three meals and everything in the conference. That's pretty cheap. I mean, and we're going to carpool up there. So, I mean, if you're, unless you want to drive yourself, you're welcome to. Um, and, but we're going to, you know, make arrangements for those that signed up. We'll probably meet in the Meyer parking lot. That's usually a, it's right by 23 there. And Parker cars jump together and, and take off for that event in February. But uh, I tell you, really, we need to think. I, we need, ladies, help your husband go to that if you can. Because if we keep our men strong, our church stays strong. I mean, that's really, that's a true fact. Because you women carry us a lot. And we get heavy because we eat more than you do. So, <laughs> Hey. So anyway, uh, we just appreciate you. God is good, amen? I want to give you your groaner of the week. What do you call a hippie's wife? Mrs. Hippie. You needed that. You could have went all week and not heard that one, couldn't you? So, yes. Well, we've been, uh, we've been talking about the faith of God, and we've been talking about ground floor believing. Now, I've been in ministry over 30 years, and God is still showing me things. So I don't know everything. I'm still learning. But we've uncovered some things as the Lord, and it's always going to be biblical. Somebody say yes to that. It's always going to be in the Bible. I'm not going to give you... If I give you something that is just my... I mean, I'm going to tell you what I believe, but it's going to be based off of the Word. If I give you something, you know, nobody's going to pass out Kool-Aid to you today, Okay. See, the young people have no idea what that reference is about. All the other people are like, okay, that's good. Uh, we're not trying to make you, we're not forcing anything. Now, you, anything I tell you, you look at the word yourself. You prove it yourself. And uh, so, but we've been, you know, I, I want fruit from what I do. If I'm, you know, I'm in process of, I put myself on goals of, getting weight off and I have so much what I want to do by such and such a time and all of that. You, you know what? I, but I want fruit from it. You know what I'm saying? I, I don't want to. Who wants to not eat pecan pie if you don't lose any weight? Pizza. How many like pizza? Jesus would eat pizza. I think it's good. You have all the four food groups in there. I think that's a good thing. But, but obviously, you know, moderation and all of that. But you want fruit from stuff. You want to be able to go, okay, if I'm going after something, I want to see it done. If you're cleaning something, you're painting something, you're fixing something up, you're rearranging, you want to see like you made a difference. And that's what it comes when, we've been walking this 
Some of us have been saved for literally years, and we have the mindset, I'm just holding on till Jesus comes back. If I can just get, get through. And that's not God's mindset. And the more that I'm getting closer to God, the more I'm finding out, man, I have missed a lot of stuff because I had my own idea instead of God's word on how things were supposed to be. Am I still going to heaven? Yeah. And if you don't believe me, you, you know, you, as long as you love the Lord, you'll still go to heaven. I get that. But man, I want to see things here. Don't you? I don't want to just read about, hey, hey, miracles happened in Uganda. Well, wonderful. I want to see miracles happen 374 North Main Street. Miracles happen in my house. How does that happen? God, is, are you the same God there as you are here? And if you're no respecter of persons, and why would Jesus say, you know what, Brett, you can do the same things I did, even better? That's like, shut the front door. How's that work? Okay, I want to see that. So that is why we are peeling this thing back to the ground floor. This is week three of this. And if you haven't listened to them, they're free. You can go uh, to our webpage. You can see those. Get those, download those, um, you can go to YouTube, you know, whatever. Uh, we're, we're live now. Let's say hi to our online crowd. Uh, God bless you guys. We got people from New York and Texas and Florida and all kinds of places watching us. And so we're thankful for that in Jesus' name. So some of this today is going to be, you know, I'm just kind of building the foundation. And we will get into how all of this is working. And we're going to get into some of that today, but it's going to keep going. And, and, you know, I want us to get it so that we don't just go home and go, what did he say again? It needs repeated. You know how we learn stuff over and over again? Repetition. But it's going to change your life. If you'll let this, it'll change your life. I know for Pastor Kim and me, it's changing our lives. It's changing everything. And it's kind of crazy because we've been doing this for a long time. Now, this isn't anything weird. It's just, it's always been there. Did you know thousands of years ago, electricity was still there? They just didn't know how to tap into it. God didn't just invent electricity in our, it was there. Man just didn't figure it out. Listen to how quiet that is. Even if, let me say it in a caveman language. Mm, electricity there. Not no, I sound like Tonto too. I don't know. <laughs> but everybody needs to get what God has for them because you'll be successful. That doesn't mean you're not going to have issues. You're not going to. Life isn't going to give you. I, I get that. There's pressure, and I get that. In this life, you'll have tribulation. But man, if there's a better way for me to handle stuff, I want to hear it. I want to put it to use. Everybody knows about faith. Even if you don't know God, you know about faith. Oh, yeah, you're one of those faith people. Oh, yeah, you're the church people. I used to get called, hey, Mr. Jesus, would you come over and pray for us when I worked in Honda? And uh, I did that so I could go to school and do what I'm doing now. But the thing is, they couldn't deny I'd go over there and I'd pray for them and God would heal them. And I'm, and I'm not saying I knew everything that was going on. I just let God do what he does. They can call me whatever they want. Matter of fact, if they want to compare me to him, I'm pretty flattered. Hebrews 11.6 says, without faith, it's impossible. It's impossible to please him. For he who comes to God must, 
I'm going to get back to this in just a few minutes, must believe that he is, that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. See, our problem isn't knowing faith is needed. Even the unbeliever, and I just got to believe, I get it, because I get calls when people, they don't follow God, they don't want anything to do with God until they're in trouble. I understand. But the problem that we have is making the leap from our own mind. We know it's going to take faith, but here's what the issue is. Either we think we don't have any, or we don't have enough, or ours isn't good enough because of whatever we've done. We can't get the job done. So what do we do? So when we're really in turmoil, we go to God and say, God, God, please, please listen to me. Hear me, God. And we beg him for more. In week one of this, remember the disciples, they watched Jesus do all of these things. Feed 20,000 people, heal sick people, raise the dead. They watched him do all these things. And Jesus says, because they ask him, hey, you know, how many times we got to forgive somebody? He said, they said seven, they said 70 times. And then he's like, what? The disciples are like, you need, we need more faith. You need to help me here because, you know. This Nimrod just really ticked me off. Have you ever had that? And you're just like, I, what do you mean i got to forgive them? No, you got to understand. Think about stuff that in your mind. Just, I'm, we're going to put these puzzle pieces together. Jesus hanging on the cross. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. In, in modern day English, Jesus, they don't know what's going on. He's saying this to God. God, they don't, they don't understand, what, but it has to happen. They don't understand it, but don't hold it to them. I'm going to take care of it. Did Jesus do anything wrong? But he has to make sure that he made a way for us, but he's also... Here's, what, here's my mind. I grew up... I grew up. Some of you probably not much, but I did grow up. <laughs> Sometimes we think like, he's Jesus. He could never do anything wrong. Then what sacrifice is that? The Bible says he was tempted like us. Why tempt him if he could never? But he's sinless. Are you, are you understanding the value of what happened? He took our sin. I'm sure there's plenty of opportunities but he, for him, but he said, because when he was in human form, he knew what it felt like to be hungry, to be cold. He knew what pain felt like. This is what he told the disciples when they said, we need more faith for forgiveness. He said this. He said, you don't need any more. You need to use what you got. And the second thing he said, you need to start living with that faith. Live by faith. The Bible says the just shall live by faith. We're not supposed to just visit faith. Every time something goes wrong, okay, God, let me find that Bible. But we are supposed to live by faith. 24-7, supposed to be part of our MO, our mode of operation. That's who we are. When we got saved, we didn't just use our natural faith. We've talked about that. Unbelievers have natural faith. That's faith on your five senses. Seeing, touching, feeling, tasting, hearing. 
smelling, all of those. We all have that kind of faith. If we can see it, touch it, well, I believe that when I see it. That's where that phrase comes from. Romans 4, 17. We needed God's supernatural faith to get saved. We needed to start, we had to believe something. Romans 4, 17 says this. In the presence of him who believed, God who gives life to the dead calls those things which, not do, which do not exist as though they did. The King James says both, or it says as though they were. Both of those are past tense. He's calling things that you cannot see as though you can. So many things that are just little nuggets he told Abraham, I'm going to make you father of many nations. Remember us talking about that? And he said, look at the stars. He gave Abraham a picture. Look at the sand on the seashores. That's how many kids you're going to have. He didn't have any kids then. Not one. He's 100. Sarah's 90. The Bible says that Abraham believed him at his word. But he had to get a picture. Are you calling things that are not as though they were? I'm, I'm, well, Brett, you don't know what I'm dealing with. I'll tell you what I've been dealing with this just in this last day and a half. I don't know about you, but I don't like back pain. But I've had some. But I call it healed. I speak to my body. I tell every ligament in my body, in my back, in, in my muscles. I tell them if there's, there's any swelling, I tell them to go down. I tell pain to go People might think, you are nuts. Well, what is new? <laughs> but yet God honors those people that honor him. Well, you had to believe, when you, when you get saved, you have to believe in a God you've never seen. You can't physically see your sins. You can see results of them. You had to believe that he took them away, that Jesus actually died on the cross and took them away. You can't see that they've been taken away. You can feel that they are gone because guilt and condemnation, you, you feel that is off of you now. You feel that you're clean. So you use your human faith, your senses, to confirm your supernatural faith that this really happened. Now, I'm gonna, we're going we're gonna to go, turn to your neighbor and say, oh, this is going to get deep. <laughs> you see, you received first and believed. Okay, God. I didn't walk with Jesus 2,000 years ago. I didn't see him come out of the grave. I didn't see them kill him. But yet I know that this book is true. So I have to take my supernatural faith given to me by God and, and in my human faith and I start seeing things happen. I'm going to explain it to you. You see, seeing isn't believing. We grew up that way. That's the world system. Ah, I believe that when I see it. Believing is seeing. That's God's way. Because it has to happen in the spiritual first. We believe it in the natural. Then it shows up from the spiritual, but it's already happened. Do you know everything that you need? Everything that you need, every healing, everything, every provision has already been done. See, we don't think that because we didn't grow up that way. 
Jesus isn't going back to the cross again. The sacrifice was enough. If it wasn't, then what are we doing? We might as well shut the doors and go home. When you accepted Jesus, God gave you supernatural faith. The Bible says that we were born again by incorruptible seed of the word of God. We talked about the word seed. It's a derivative. Uh, it came from, and, you know, from the word spora, where you know, um, flowers and different things, you know, where all that gets pollinated, and then came from a derivative. Then came from the word sperma, which we get sperm. For a woman to become pregnant, there has to be a sperm planted in her womb. It's not from drinking the water. So God's word is the incorruptible seed. It gets planted in your heart. You become born again or saved. That seed contains faith. Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And the enemy always comes for the word. That's what he comes for. The stuff I'm sharing with you today He's going to come for that. You just need to understand that. He's going to tell you that's just a bunch of hooey. If you don't know Jesus, he's going to try to defend all the why you shouldn't believe what I'm telling you. But let's look at Romans 12, 1 and 2. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. You may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We've heard that one before. That's good. How many want to do the will of God? Because we want to know the will of God. That's probably one of the most questions I get asked as a pastor. I just don't know what God's will is. He, 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 he tells us. The, see, here's our problem. We want to go to the phone instead of go to the throne. We want to find out somebody else. Well, just tell me what you think. How many of you were about to do taxes? Anybody like taxes? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. They probably do taxes in hell, don't they? Yeah. No, but I'm, what I'm saying is you can go ask five people how to file taxes, and you might get five different answers. Oh, you should file jointly. No, you should file. You should file. I'll tell you what I'd like to file. Not at all. But legally, we have to, and so we do what we're supposed to do. Okay? But let's go to the Word. This gets better. We, we know 12, 1 and 2. And I just read it out of the King James. It just says, present your bodies as a living sacrifice. That's your reasonable, acceptable service to the Lord. Look at 12, 3. I say, though, the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, not think to himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according as God hath dealt to every man... I want you to check this, the measure of faith. I know there's all the other translations that I've found say a measure of faith. The King James says the measure. But I want us to take us back to what we talked about last week, Galatians 2.15. Knowing that a man is not justified by the works of the law, but by the faith of, not in, of Jesus Christ, even we have believed in Jesus, that we might be justified by the faith of, again, Christ, not by the works of the law, for by the works of the law shall no flesh be justified. Go to verse 20, and then I'm going to put it all together. I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me, and the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of 
the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Not by just a faith in. It's okay to have faith in. We understand you need to have faith in Jesus. We get it. But they're talking about the faith of the Son of God. So I'm giving you, there's three specific places in Scripture where it talks about that we have the faith of God. Not just in God, but of God. That is a whole nother ball game to have the faith of God. So this is what I, I want you to understand. Translations are given that man gave and I, so that we understand the Bible. They're easier to read. How many understand what I'm talking about? I'm not really, like to read the King James has all the these and the thou's in it. And so sometimes it's, you know, thou shalt go hither, go yon, I'm like, I. So we'll have a new King James that'll say pretty much that without the these and the thou's. But most everything we have, the New Living Translation, Amplified Version, sounds kind of loud, but that's the Amplified Version. <laughs> I'm sorry. Not really. But, but they all will say like a and not of. But you need to understand that I'm pulling it back to the King James because it's talking in the original. That's what we're gathering. Our translations jump off that. Do you understand why I'm doing that? So it's not because I'm just trying to find the recipe that I like. God showed this to us, and I've, I've never seen it this way before. But it is a game changer because we are seeing fruit from so many things that we're like, oh, that's how that works. Oh. And just so that you understand this, you know, our headship, they preached the same thing. I don't know if they found it the same way I did, but we're preaching the same message. We need to understand the word. We need to, you need to see the word for yourself. You need to look at your Bible and see that. Jesus spoke in parables and every, you know, everybody didn't understand it. They were like, why is he talking like this? He kind of talks in riddles. But Jesus was actually pulling people in. The people that really got hungry and been like, well, I, I'm seeing fruit from the, I mean, look what he's doing. I need to listen to what he's saying. And if they didn't understand it, they got a little closer. They followed him a little more. He just go, well, let's just go a little bit further. And if they really were hungry, then all of a sudden he, they would see it and they would go, I got it. But we live in a world that we don't want to work at anything if we don't have to. I cannot remote control you the Bible. There is treasure in your backyard, so to speak, if you'll look it. Every saved man or woman, every person that gets saved, regardless of gender, male or female... That's the way he made them. Sorry, there isn't another one in there. He gave them the measure of faith. So here's our first thought for this morning. I only have a couple. Supply. You've heard of supply and demand. God just gave you the supply. What you need has already been supplied. We all believe that, I know we need faith and we know that faith works. We just didn't believe we had it or we didn't have enough of it. We couldn't make a difference. But now that we understand that God gave us, if we accepted Christ, the measure, not just a measure, the measure of faith, that changes everything. So I have the same faith that Paul had. I have the same faith that Peter had. I have the same faith that Jesus had. Now, let me just let you know 
Because if you haven't heard this before, it's easy. The enemy might want to, I'm not saying that we are Jesus, okay? We are not God. I'm not trying to take God's place. I will never be God. I am not God. Neither are you. But God has given us the measure of faith. Because I, it was, now let me just make this, it was the faith of Christ. The faith, the measure, he gave that. And he gave that to me. He gave that to you. So let's look at the word and just prove that. 2 Peter 1.1, 1, 1, Simon Peter, a servant of the apostle Jesus to them, obtain, that have obtained like precious faith. Now look at your Bible, like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Think of how that's worded. Through the righteousness of God and our Savior, but it also, right before that, says like precious faith. If you do a study in the Greek, like precious faith, it means identical. He's writing the people of the same faith. It's the same faith that Peter had, the same faith that Paul had. It's the same faith as Jesus' faith. Notice it's done through the righteousness of God and through Christ, but that's how we obtained it. We have the measure. We didn't get it by being, I'm just a disciple. We didn't get it by just joining the club. Okay, I'm just a member of the club. I paid my dues. I had a guy that came to church one time. He goes, I know how many times I've been to church. I said, okay. And he goes, aren't you going to ask me how? I said, how? He said, because every time I come, I give $10. I said, well, good for you. <laughs> So he held up. He said, I've been to church 12 times. <laughs> like, all right, did you give $10? Most of those. That's a man's idea. This isn't about church attendance. This isn't about giving. This is about relationship. This isn't about legalist. Think about the disciples. They followed him, they saw miracles. They saw him raise the dead. They saw hands you know, grow out that were crippled. They saw people walk that couldn't walk. Ears opened, eyes opened, blind. You know, all of that, they saw it. It was given to him. According to what Peter is saying. So if you don't think this applies to you, I mean, Jesus got the measure. You have to take this part out of your Bible. You might as well get your scissors and cut it out because uh, this doesn't work for you. He wrote to people who had like precious faith. Not only is salvation a gift from God, it takes faith to believe that. That Jesus did exactly what he said. If you grab onto the fact that God gave you faith, it'll change how you act. The enemy is hard at work to try to get that not to happen. He's trying to tell you it's a lie. You're not good enough. You're not spiritual enough. You've done too many things wrong. You're not big enough. It doesn't apply to you. He is the father of lies. Can I say to you this morning that he's lying to you because it is true? If it wasn't true, he wouldn't have to tell you anything. He's just lying. You were given faith at salvation, the measure of faith, the same measure all believers got, including 
Peter and Paul and Jesus. Not a teaspoon, not a tablespoon. Think about this, and I've said this uh, in some of this. If I had a ladle and we were running a soup kitchen here and, and we had everybody coming for lunch and we had the bowls out, okay, and so everybody brought their bowl up and, and there's this big pot of, what kind of soup you like? Potato soup. Good man. Winter day, potato soup. Yes. Okay. Who's bringing the bread? Never mind. All right. I'm going to get you hungry. So we, we take the ladle, and let's just say PK because she's, she's really good. So she's, she's dishing up soup, and you're just bringing, and she ladles the soup in there. And then the next person, she ladles the soup in there. So everybody gets the ladle of soup. So the measure is the what? The ladle. And everybody's is the same. It would not be fair if Justin came up with his bowl. Hey, I want potato soup. She takes a teaspoon and she plops it in his bowl. And he, he's like, he goes on. Rob comes up. She takes the ladle and gives Rob a ladle. And I come up and she takes an eyedropper. She would never do that to me. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? Because then it would be all different. Because then we, we couldn't go to the word because then it would be not true. But the Bible says that he gave the same, the measure. You have what I have. Here's the deal. In America, we don't like being accountable for anything. Man, if I, if I, I can't blame God for this. I have to look at myself and go, I haven't been operating. You see, well, no. Billy Graham had more faith than me. Billy Graham had the same measure that you got. Billy just accessed his. And you could see what was happening. That's what happened. Here's our second thought. Knowing that it's supplied, put a demand on it. Put a demand on it. Galatians 2.20 says, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. The life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. It doesn't say a, it says of. The faith of, it doesn't say in, it says of. We have the same faith, the same measure. Now think about the people. Think about Paul and Peter. They raised people from the dead. People fell out of windows and died, and they just laid hands on them, and they got up. There's a story of one that just fell asleep in the window. I hope I don't put you to sleep. But they fell out of the window, and they went down. You know, there are a couple stories up or whatever, and, you know, you fall down, you go boom. They died, and so they just went down there and prayed for them. And, you know, I don't know, what do you do once the dead gets up? Funeral's over. Peter walked on the water. You know, the closest I've ever come to walking on the water is skiing. <laughs> I know that sounds like really, you know, like, duh. But it was so cool because when I learned to ski, it was like, I thought of that. Like, would this have been like to run or walk on the water? Because it seems like you shouldn't be able to do that. But Peter walked on the water. And he didn't have any more faith than God gave you. Do you know with Peter, they put people in the streets. And if he walked by and his shadow, his shadow hit them, they got healed. Same faith you got. It starts changing my mind. 
It's changing how I think. It's changing how I pray. You see, faith begins to work when you acknowledge you already have it. Let's look at, some people call this Philemon. Some people call this Philemon. It's got one chapter in it. It's in your Bible, so we got to look at it. 1-6, the communication of thy faith may be effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. See, it's saying your faith begins to work when you acknowledge it. Here's part of our issue. Here's one of those things. If you don't acknowledge it, of course it's not working. It's in you. God put it there. Hebrews eleven six. Remember this. For faith we must believe that he is. He said it at the beginning of this message. He is for it, for it to please him. It says we have to have faith. Well, how do we do that? We have to acknowledge that we got it. He is the source, and that's where we got it. I got my faith. I got it from God. I already have natural faith. So when I acknowledge that I have faith that God put there, my faith starts working. Listen to this statement. If you're taking notes, you might want to write this one down. Faith works where the will of God is known. When you know God wants me well, and you acknowledge that, the rest is details. It changes everything. Knowing that I have the same measure that he gave Jesus and Peter and Paul. And he put that in me and I can acknowledge that that's what he wants. His will is that I would be healthy and whole. It changes everything. changes the way I pray. It changes even my belief system and, and the way I act and the way I think. The way I talk. Come on. Galatians 5, and 23 says, The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith. It's a fruit of the Spirit. Meekness, temperance, against us there is no law. There is never a dormant season in the spiritual realm. There is never a dormant season in the spiritual realm. Think of it this way. You are three-part being. You are spirit, soul, and body. Amen? Okay. So let's just, I want you to picture this with me. So I'm just trying to make this as easy as I can. So if there's a pipe, let's say we have a pipe. We are pipes. <laughs> um, there's a pipe representing us. The spirit part of it is complete. When we get saved, that's what connects with God, our spirit. And that's when we get the measure. Okay? How many knows that God knows everything? Has it ever occurred to you that nothing ever occurs to God? God never goes somewhere and goes, oh, oops. Or I didn't know that was going to. I mean, God is, he's amazing, obviously. 1 John 4, 17 says, love has been perfected among us in this, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. It says in this world, this world, not the world to come, but this world. And see, that's the thing. We've been taught ever since the beginning, oh, we're just going to wait till we all get to heaven. What a day that will be. Yes, it'll be great in heaven, but God wants you as it is on earth, as it is in where? Why aren't we experiencing any of that here? Why don't we, it's, it's, it's so bad we have to just limp along in our Christian life when, you know, it seems like people that can live like whatever they want, they go, why would I want to be a Christian? They don't. 
But let us show them God. Let us show them his power. Let us show them his love. Let us lay hands on the sick and they recover. Let us cast out demons. Not because we, but the power that he gave is in us. The faith of God resides in me and it resides in you. I don't have to beg, borrow, and plead for it. I already got it, baby. Now, obviously, if we're a spirit, soul, and body, my body ages. Well, I started being a pastor is when my hair started turning gray. I, right now, I just, this is what I tell it to do. Just don't turn loose. I don't mind gray hairs much. She likes it. She's like, I, I, I thought about getting it dyed. Thought about, you know, somebody told me, he said, boy, if you dye your hair, Gleese, you should dye your hair, man. It'd take 20 years off your life. And my wife said, no. I ain't kissing him. I'm kissing her. So she gets the white hair. I don't, I don't mind the gray. I don't. I, it's, it's okay. Anyway, um, but obviously, you know, bodies age. Your soul changes. You know what your soul is, your mind, your will, and your emotions. Your emotions do change. Some things will make you mad. Some things tick you off. Sometimes you change your mind. They used to always say it's a woman's prerogative to change her mind. But we all do that, don't we? We all change our mind. We, you know, we're like some way we like this. There's things that I preached in the beginning I wouldn't preach now. They weren't all wrong, but they weren't all right. Because God showed me more things. But at the time, that's what I thought. Does that make sense? Okay. But our spirit is identical with his, with Jesus. Because that's what connected. When we get saved, that's what connected. I said there was two. There's actually three uh, points here. But we're on the last one. And I'll explain this. Here's the third one. We talked about supply. God supplied it. We talked about put a demand on your faith. And here's the last one. We have to get out of God's way. So where faith is concerned, my spirit and every born-again believer, we have the same measure. We have the measure of faith. Our spirit has perfect faith. God's quality and God's quantity. Because remember the ladle, we all got the same measure. Although we like to think that somehow when he was going to give some of us, somebody went, Jesus, <laughs> jiggled his arm and we didn't get as much. But that's not how it happened. It says we got the measure. Nobody got the eyedropper. Okay? The spirit has perfect faith. Everybody say but. But it has to flow through your soul and out your body. This is where we get our roadblocks. Because when it goes through your soul, it goes through your mind, goes through your will, goes through your emotions. And that's where we start getting ourselves involved, where we need to get out of the way. We need to take our mind. That's why Jesus says, you see those thoughts? Take those captive. Because our mind thinks a lot of things. We reason a lot of things away and out. We could have a blessing right there, and we'll reason ourselves out of it and miss it. You know, there's people that, that do amazing things. Uh, there's someone that was swimming some 
channel. Nobody had done it or whatever. And they were, I mean, it's, I don't know. I want to say 200 miles. I, I don't remember the length, so my stats may be wrong. But they were, they were there, and there was a heavy fog came in, and they were exhausted. And they couldn't see, and they gave up, and they gave up like 20 yards from the finish line. But they couldn't see it. And that's what we do. Sometimes we're so close. We're, we're following God so closely, and then we listen. You know, it's, we've seen the cartoons. Follow God, Brett. Don't follow God, Brett. You know, you have, and, and we, we get and we reason like, uh, and we get so close and we miss out. But our spirit connected with Jesus is perfect. So if, our, if the stuff has to flow through our soul and out our body, let's say that our pipe has a valve. Rob, you'll love this because Rob's a plumber. Those that are watching, Dr. Plumber is in the house. You need any plumbing work, Shrek's plumbing. There you go. Free, free punch right there you are. Okay. So what happens is we look at the word of God and we say, okay, we want, we want this. We want a healing or whatever we want. But then our, our mind says it's not, I don't know, it's just me. It's, I mean, it would work for Brett, but it won't work for me or it, it, I just, something's wrong. Or and what we do is we take the valve and we shut it. And so now that can't flow out of our body because our mind has caused the valve to shut. You with me? So what we have to do is get our mind in line with the word of God. It's not I that live, but Christ that liveth in me. And I get my mind, my thoughts that are not of God... I cast them and let God deal with them. Half the time, I don't know what to do with them. Do you? And just because you get a bad thought or a, a, a wrong thought, it's not sin until you sit there and do something with it. Until you meditate on it or act it out, then, then you bring it. You know, so, so you have to give that to the Lord. When we say, okay, God, your word says that, it doesn't say, I mean, there's so many things. I, I got so many scriptures, but we don't have that kind of time. But we're going to go through, this is going to be weeks as we get through this, but I hope you're liking it. But as we get in there, there's no place in the Bible where Jesus says, I'm not healing you today. Nah. You've been too ornery. If orneriness was the cause for not healing, I'd be in trouble. <laughs> but if he'll heal me, he'll heal you, because you and I have the same measure. Man, that's awesome. And let me tell you this. It is man's theology that it's showing how good God is if you walk around with some whatever because you can win more people to the Lord that way. That's garbage. That's not in the Bible. See, I'm shaking some of your trees right now. But it's not in the Bible. Wouldn't it be better to say, yeah, I had this. You knew me before, and now I don't have it. Give me that instead of, yeah, well, he's not going to heal me because I'm going to win more people to the Lord with this disease. Really? Would I do that to my kids? No, God's not going to do that to you. There's no scripture that, that, that supports that.
You see, we have the spirit, the faith. It's locked with God. That's the perfect part. We just have to get ourselves out of the way. We got to let God do what God does, what his word says, and believe what his word says. We beg God for more power. I need more faith. I need. So if we're doing that, we're shutting our valve because we're saying, God, you didn't give us enough. I'm telling you right here, the word says you have the measure. You have enough. So you have to get your mind, your will and emotions into agreement with your spirit. So your spirit, soul, and body. So listen to what I'm saying. Because if you haven't heard it before, I know it brings up questions. So I'm just trying to help answer those. So if you can get your, if your spirit's perfect, you know that's right, right? Because there's nothing God does wrong. So then you get your body and your mind uh, you're you know, in agreement with that, or your mind, let's say your mind, will, and emotions, when that is in agreement, you have, there's three parts. Now you have two against three. You have the majority, and it starts manifesting in your body. Did you catch that? If I get my mind, my will, and emotions in agreement with my spirit, with the word of God, it is truth, then it flows out my body. And that manifests what I believed God said. It works the other way too. If you don't get an agreement, you just go off your five senses. See, here's what people, we, you gotta understand. I'm not, I'm not for play acting or, or, or anything like that. I mean, I, I was a class clown, I'm ornery, I get that, I understand. But when it comes down to stuff about the Lord and stuff about, you better know what you know, and that's why it's true. I'll still have, you know, I have had, let me, let me, let me rephrase that, where I've spoke to my back, and I still had symptoms. In other words, it still hurt. So my mind... My will and my emotions want to follow those symptoms. But I have to tell my mind to go with my spirit. According to the word, the symptoms are just making noise. God, you can make, this is all done. You've already provided for it. And when I do that, my symptoms yield to that. And that healing manifests out my body. Most believers don't get it. They know faith is the answer, but they don't let it flow. 1 John 5, 4, and we're almost finished. Whatever is born of God overcomes the world, and this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. You see, if we have believing faith, it overcomes sickness and poverty, whatever we need. If it isn't working, the block, the valve, is not shut because God shut it. It's shut because we shut it by wrong belief. Or, and you're like, oh, I don't like that. You have to get over it. I mean, we have to be accountable for something. My father got saved before I ever got saved. But I couldn't, just because he got saved doesn't mean I make it. I'm not in the club because he got saved. Doesn't work that way. I still have to be accountable for Brett. Brett. 
You see, most of us don't acknowledge that we have the supernatural kind of faith that God put in there. They just say, well, I, I think he, he missed me. No, he didn't. If you accepted Jesus, you have it. You just haven't activated it. You haven't used it. The first step to seeing it released and produce results, listen to what I'm saying, is that you have to believe that you got it. If you don't acknowledge it, you can't pull on something that you don't think you have because that right there is saying you've just shut the valve. You don't have it. You have it, but you don't see it, so... I do believe that we could live a victorious Christian life and show this world what it means to be a follower of Jesus. When you know that you have the measure of faith, when you have what God gave you, you'll get encouraged, you'll be bolder, you'll have more confidence. It's amazing because, come on somebody, he walks with me, he talks with me, he tells me I'm his own. I, I walk, I mean, just like he walked with Adam, he'll walk with you. You'll be in the grocery store. He might tell Kim, Kim, go over here, I've got something just for you. I saved it, it's on clearance. And here's the thing, it doesn't have to be on clearance because if it's for her, I don't care what they got on it she can buy it if that's what it but yet he is so good you see i have a human body i have a soulish mind but i got a spirit that looks like the son of god in that i have the supernatural faith of god he gave it to me when i accepted him as my savior and when i acknowledge that that's when it gets released. I'm going to have them turn on some music. I, we're, we're going to do baptism. It's 1139, but we're going to do this first. And if nobody comes up, it's okay with me. But I don't know if it's okay with you. Okay? Fair enough. No gimmicks. I have people that will say, if you if I... If I come up there, will you push me over? I don't want you to push me over. Have you ever been in those? I don't like those. I won't push you. But I've been in there where I have people pray for me and I'm, I'm like, you ain't pushing me. I don't do courtesy drops, do you? I don't do any of that. And I've been, uh, I, I just, I, I want God to be real. And he is. There's no, there's no measure of turning in anything of God. The measure that happens is in me. I mean, we live in a society now that talks big behind a computer. I mean, they can be real big, bold, and bad behind a computer. They can say a lot of things. But when you're face-to-face, -face, sometimes it's different. I'm going to tell you this, and then I'm just going to open the altar. If you want prayer, great. If you want to get saved, great. And then we're going we're gonna to dunk this girl. There she is. Okay, I looked over there. You look almost just like her. How old, yeah, how old are you? 13, you? Wow, it was just the other day you were 13. You're going to be 15. I'm teasing. No, seriously. It, it comes down to, because the enemy, remember, the enemy comes for the what? The word. He's going to come for the, the word. 
So the, the word that is in you, he doesn't want it to take seed. That seed, he doesn't want those roots to go down because you just might believe it. But I prayed for a lot of people. And true, I mean, true story. I was, a, I was a youth pastor. I was the oldest youth pastor in my section. But I was a youth pastor. And there was probably hmm, 50, 60 students that night. And some guy walks in. And he's a man. And he's an older man. Um, middle age, maybe 35 or 40. So, you know, not. But he ain't right. I didn't let him in, but the doors were unlocked. We were having youth. It was a Monday night. And he came in, and I heard some of uh, the teenage kids scream. Yeah, keep the music running. That would be awesome. And I look, and this guy is coming down the center aisle, and he's glaring at me. And he's, I don't know, whatever you call that, twitching and doing whatever. And, I mean, everybody, like, if they were here, they all, like, parting of the sea, but it only went to one side. And all my leaders are like, I'll keep a hold of them. You take care of that, Pastor. You go right ahead. We'll, we'll, we're, we got these guys right here. What I'm telling you, I'm not going to win that behind a keyboard. I'm not going to win that. But you in your life will have to go toe-to-toe with the enemy on what you believe. Now, it may not be a situation like I'm describing, but I remember inside of me, just like, have you ever opened the door on a spring day and the wind is blowing really good and you're like, and you're like, ah. Well, there wasn't a good smell in my mind and it was like the wind, but it was the wind of fear. And everybody is over there, and they're looking at me. And I'm telling you, inside of me is like, this is all I'm hearing in my head. Run. Run. I couldn't. Because something else in there said, stand. And I just took a step forward and I told that man, I said, you sit yourself down and shut up in Jesus' name. And that guy sat down in that chair and started doing that. And all these kids are over here and the leaders are like, you go! And in just a couple minutes, that man was free. He shook my hand in his right mind and walked out of that building. And those kids, I was looking at those kids and they're all like, Brett, what are you telling me? I'm telling you, you have the measure of faith. I didn't even know that then. I couldn't have preached this then. I didn't know it. I just knew I I had faith. I knew God used me in some stuff, but he uses a lot of people in stuff. You see, the acknowledging of what you got will send the enemy in. So if that's you, if you're here and you say, I've never accepted Jesus, But I want that measure. Just stand to your feet right now. We're going to pray right now. Brett, I don't want to be embarrassed. I'm not going to embarrass you. You're going to stand up. If you're tired of taking, just stand up. It's no big deal. You came this far, you might as well stand up. That's not you? Then don't let it be you. Stay down. People will see me. Yeah. That's the idea.
Because here, you know, bottom line is, if you don't want anybody to know, you won't keep it. And if you're doing it just because for somebody else telling you to stand up, you won't keep it. But if that's what you want and you're really serious, I want to pray with you. If you want a healing, I want you to come down front and come to my right. If you want salvation, I want you to come to my left. So it'll be your right for salvation, your left for healing. No pressure. I mean, you're like, oh yeah, there is. I'm not, I'm not giving you pressure. I just want you to be real. This service is going to be over in just a few minutes. I'm going to go. You're going to go. Anybody for salvation, then we're going to move on. Only do it for you, okay? It's worth it. You don't have to come. You don't have to come either. You can if you want, but you don't have to. You're welcome. Is God not good? All the time, God is good. All right. We're going to pray this. Everybody bow your heads, close your eyes, and I'm going to pray for these guys. Father.